0: because there is so much of this comparison Mm -hmm. she's got a perfect life a perfect body and then we're sitting at home like staring at our phone you can see like your double chin (laughs) in the camera you're like eating ding-dongs in bed and you're like this bitch is hot like Welcome back to Social Soul Podcast. I'm Haley.
1: And I'm Jess. And today's episode, um, before we actually dive into today's episode, we want to kind of bring back a little bit of like life updates for you guys. Um, We haven't done one in quite a while just because sometimes we feel like our lives are not that exciting and so we don't really know what to share with you guys, Um, but we're making it happen today. Yeah. I wanted to, I guess, start with the the fact that we are currently recording in a very cold.
0: It is freezing part of the house. We are wrapped in blankets. (laughs)
1: Yes, (laughs) we did not really. um, I don't think we expected it to be this cold in here today. For some reason, it hasn't been this cold before. No, not really sure what's happening. Well,
0: no, I actually feel like I'm always cold. And it's funny because I was upstairs and I was like getting really cold. But I thought it was just me and I didn't want to complain about it. So I just grabbed a blanket and then Dustin comes out of his office and he's like, it's freezing. And I'm like, yeah, like I've been dying. So
1: I'm usually cold, too. And I feel like it's just me. So I never say anything. Yeah. But it's just fucking cold in here today. Um, I've recently started to use a heated blanket mm-hmm. again. So I like had a heated blanket for a long time. Then when I got super psycho about EMFs, I was like, I can't use a heated blanket anymore because it's really bad mm-hmm. um, and I got rid of mine. And then Steven got me a heated blanket for Christmas, which God bless him. Um, and so I've like just used it a couple times and I'm just like, oh no like I'm falling back into the heated blanket trap.
0: Well, it does sound nice. It's so nice. Wait, why is it a trap?
1: Because it's so nice. Okay. And because it's like it has EMFs, so technically I shouldn't be using yeah. it. Yeah. And like I've noticed if I sleep with it like on all night, the next morning I don't feel that good. And it's just because I'm just wrapped in fucking EMFs all night long.
0: Well, do you get really hot in the middle of the night? No. I usually. swear to you, I slept like in just underwear last night and I woke up in the middle of the night dripping sweat and I was like, what is happening?
1: I mean, sometimes I guess that happens, but yeah. uh, I, 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 I think I got my sleeping temperature pretty much down though. Yeah. But man, it's been nice to have that heated blanket back. That's
0: where we should be recording from today. What are we doing? I, okay,
1: I almost brought it in here, actually, and plugged it in. But then I was like, no, I feel like I might overheat while recording.
0: Yeah. Because and we,
1: once I start talking and like getting into it, then I start to get hot.
0: Yeah. Kind of like, like this weekend, I went on a hike. We were exploring kind of around Kamano Island with my mom and sister. And before I left the house, I was like, I need more layers. Like I'm going to be so cold. <laughs> And then they were like, as soon as you get on the hike and get going, you're going to get warm. And it was totally fine.
1: Yeah. It's funny how that works, huh? Yeah. It's so cold until you start moving. Um, Do you have any other, like what's been going on with you lately?
0: Well, I mean, it's been like over a month in the new house now. So settling in has been kind of like the main priority. But then I also, really exciting, just launched my website hayleydecole.com last week yeah what is that this exists (laughs) like crazy so that was really fun that was a project I've been working on and I actually started a blog on the website so really fun stuff you can check it out I'll link it in the show notes for you but yeah that's like one of the most exciting things
1: How long were you working on that? I feel like it's definitely been a while. It's
0: been a while. Yeah. Well, so I've been working with like a business and branding coach who helped me write the content for my website. So that took a while in itself. Just she gave me like an outline Mm -hmm. um, and then she actually inserted the template on WordPress for me and laid everything out for me. And then I just went through and edited things like how I wanted them to. Yeah. And just got everything ready to
1: launch so yeah you so all of you listening better go fucking (laughs) check out her website is there any way people can like say anything on the website well you could always
0: go comment on blog posts i have i think i have five blog posts up with quite a few topics and if you listen to the podcast you'll probably resonate with some of the blog posts like i just put up my top finds from fabletics today on the blog so you can leave comments you can also check out i have like a free five day starter guide with workouts and recipes Jessica actually made the recipe guide for me so you'll get to see her beautiful design work so yeah just check it out it's yeah kind of fun and if anybody else ever needs pdfs made for them you just let me know yeah
1: because I can gladly do that for
0: you <laughs> there's also a page for the podcast on there and it's honestly my favorite page on the website so check that out too
1: it's such a beautiful website and I feel like it definitely like it's it perfectly represents you and like your brand. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's really, really cool. Yeah,
0: it's funny. After having worked with my branding coach, I, it has completely transformed the way that I show up online. So it's really funny to look at old graphics and things that I've posted. And honestly, like I kind of get embarrassed by some of it, but I do feel like that actually kind of segues into what we're going to talk about today because it's like, when you start doing something, it's going to suck. It's going to be messy. It's going to be hard. But over time, you can kind of perfect things and grow and Mm -hmm. just get better. So. Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: before we roll into the episode, um, I am just going to share something that I didn't really, I don't really want to share to be quite honest, but I feel like I owe it to everybody that follows me and pays attention to the shit that happens in my life. Um, and today has kind of been a day where i've kind of been reflecting on kind of what happened like the last two weeks yeah so i feel like it's a good opportunity i'm just gonna try my best not to lose my shit during it and keep myself together (laughs) um but so like a little over almost two weeks ago exactly Mm -hmm. um my dog of nine years passed away and it was Very traumatic. I'd never been through something traumatic like that. I've never lost anybody or anything either. So it was like, you know, two big things that happened in one night really quickly that I wasn't expecting. Um, And it was just a lot. And I instantly was like, oh, fuck. Like, I've never been through something like this. So I don't know what's about to happen to me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to process this correctly. I don't know like what my emotions are going to be like or anything like that. And um, I've always heard, you know, obviously I've seen other people like lose things and go through traumatic experiences and like watched other people's journeys through things. And I've heard people like often talk about like grief Mm -hmm. and how it's like such a roller coaster. And yeah, it's fucking wild how much of a roller coaster it is. Like Mm -hmm. I totally thought, I would just, you know, be completely miserable and so damn sad for, I don't know how fucking long, but a long time, right? But it was so weird how, like, I would cry for, like, a few hours, and then all of a sudden I would be, like, okay. Like, I would feel like this, like, okay, I'm ready to, like, get back to my life, and, like, I'd be, like, happy, and I'd be thinking about happy things, and, like, you know, like, I could Mm -hmm. totally sidetrack myself. And then all of a sudden it would, like, hit me again. Mm -hmm. Like, a few hours or like a day later like the sadness and it was just like up and down up and down and it was just like what the fuck yeah um so it's been definitely really really weird I've also never like not had a dog by my side so I'm feeling very lonely Mm -hmm. and like just lost I'm used to you know having the priority of somebody else put before mine Mm -hmm. and now it's like really like I just like put myself first all the time like yeah what the fuck am I? <laughs> like
0: I'm not used to this yeah like you don't have to get her dinner ready or yeah, take like her I'm, out to the bathroom exactly um
1: and I just don't have that like um that like um what's the word I'm looking for like the uh the love that they give that's mm-hmm. like they don't judge you you know what I mean like, like
0: unconditional, unconditional love that's the word I'm
1: looking for I don't have that like thing that gives me the unconditional love anymore and like you don't realize like how much they give that to you.
0: I never would have thought about that. Yeah,
1: and like I, I mean, I always knew dogs give unconditional love, but it wasn't until I didn't have it anymore that I was like, "Holy shit!" Like mm-hmm. she really was like my best friend. You know, like yeah. I told her all my deepest, darkest secrets, mainly because she couldn't tell anybody else. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's just so weird not to have it anymore. So right now, I'm just trying to figure out what I am without her. (laughs) Like, who I am without her. Yeah. Um, And also just trying to figure out some ways to get some dogs in my life. So (laughs) if anybody lives near me and has a dog they want to let me borrow.
0: (laughs) Jessica posted in a Facebook group in the community we live in, and there are people like offering up their dogs (laughs) for her to come hang out with left and right. And so she was watching videos of like golden retrievers all morning. It was adorable.
1: Uh, You know, I told Haley, I was like, I'm this like somebody could easily trap me into murdering me by allowing me to like go see their dog right now but at the same time i'm like if that's how i die that's how i die because (laughs) i really just want to see a fucking dog again (laughs) die over puppies like (laughs) well not puppies if i die right after i just cuddled a golden retriever like that's not the worst thing in the world
0: Dustin or Steven are gonna have to go with you I'm not letting you go by yourself
1: yeah I won't go by myself I promise I'll just make you come with me yeah (laughs) we can get murdered together
0: but I know that is there anything you want to add to that um no no I don't think so well because I know that that's something that is like really hard for you to share and I know you've been really hesitant to share something Mm. like that but I know that you also kind of find strength to do that in some ways and I'm kind yeah. of excited to talk about this topic because I do feel like it really kind of ties into to you just opening up and sharing that right now, you know?
1: That's so true. It's actually really funny how, like, this topic that we're about to talk about relates to every single thing that we're probably going to say and have ever said on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I think that's all I have to share for life update type stuff. Um, let's just go right into the topic. Do you want to explain what it is?
0: Yeah. I mean, so essentially we're talking about getting over the fear fear to tell your story and getting over judgment and not fearing criticism and just kind of showing up regardless. But we're going to share a little bit of our experiences, some of the things that, that have happened like over the past few years for the both of us, some of the things we've learned, some of the things we still kind of freaking struggle with, because this shit isn't easy. Like we're kind of sharing our lives in real time and it can be very draining and very hard to do. But but there is a purpose for it all and and that's why we do it. So So I hope that the people that are,
1: are listening to this episode are probably the people that were us like a few years ago, um, to where they feel like they have a story to share, a story to tell, but they're not really sure how to do it, or mm-hmm. they're just they know how to do it they're just scared to make that jump Mm -hmm. because it is a really fucking big jump like I remember before I ever you know shared in the way that I do on social media I would see other people doing it and I would always be like oh my god like that's so brave that that person just, like, said that. Like, I was never really, a, like, a super mean, like, judgmental person. So, like, I was never an internet troll by any means. Like, I was <laughs> never, the, like, oh, my God, I can't believe Becky just fucking posted that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I was never like that. But I would still see it and I would be, like, like damn, you just, like, put that publicly on yeah. a, like like. whole. Holy shit. What does everybody like, think about you know that? I mean? Like yeah. it would make me nervous for that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so obviously when like I felt like I needed to start sharing, I was fucking worried mm-hmm. for that reason because I remembered like what I used to think and people can be fucking cruel. So it's, yeah, it's a big jump.
0: It's kind of funny because I don't really remember any impactful stories on social media prior to kind of seeking those sorts of things out. And when I started to change my friend group, like, I don't feel like a lot of the people that I used to associate with were very real online. So just the idea of like coming out and like saying the shit that you're struggling with honestly wasn't even on my radar.
1: So I wonder if that's because like the way that I think I fell into this was definitely a little bit different than the way that you started it. Um, because for me, I was like looking for people's stories for quite a while before I ever shared mine. So like I was seeing all of these people, I was like, you know, searching hashtags and like searching people to like DM on Instagram that were dealing with like illness and shit that I was dealing with yeah. before I had ever shared anything publicly, yeah. You know?
0: And that's very vulnerable to share online. Yeah,
1: and so I was seeing all of them doing it and I was seeing the positive sides of it, but I was also seeing like the backlash that these people were getting. And so I was like, oh shit, like, but at the same time, because all of those people's stories helped me so much, like I just had this like part of me that was like, Jessica, you just need to fucking pay it forward. Mm-hmm. Like, just pay it forward. Don't be fucking scared. These yeah. people helped you. That means that your story will help someone else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so when did you start sharing? Um, uh, what's the year? Twenty twenty one. I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> um, I want to say twenty eighteen. Early twenty eighteen, I think that was when i got really really sick um and before i got sick like yeah i was on social media but yeah. like i was just posting like a picture of my beer or like a picture of my dog or like, yeah a picture of a cool tree you or a I drunk mean? photo
0: like, from a concert or, yeah
1: or a drunk photo yeah of me and a friend or like just like random things that didn't really have meaning it was just posting just because that's what people did i else.
0: swear that's what instagram used to be it yeah. was just Yeah, post your photo, put a filter on it, just throw it up
1: there, get some likes. Make it look somewhat artistic if you can. Um, So I remember when I got sick and I was like trying to find all these people on social media to like help me out and like guide me because like doctors didn't know what the fuck was wrong with me. So that's why I was like leaning on all of these like random strangers. Um, And I finally was like, I was sitting in my kitchen. And I like had been wanting to write out a post about what was going on with me for like I don't know maybe a month or so, mm-hmm. but just didn't you know didn't know how to go about it because I'd never done it before. And so I took this like cute gym selfie of myself. Um, it was a butt selfie too, you know, gonna get the good one with the butt <laughs> out. Um, it looked really really good. <laughs> I was still proud of that picture. Aww. And. Uh, because I didn't know what the fuck picture to use for something like that. So I just used something that made me look healthy. And I'm happy. fit and healthy. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, and then I wrote this big long caption about like everything that had been going on the last few months with my health and that like I was struggling and, you know, wasn't sure exactly what it was yet. But like I was trying to figure it out, blah, blah, blah. And I think it took me like, I don't know, two fucking hours to write out that caption I remember those days yeah and I just sat there like with it written out all prepared for so fucking long and I was like I was like pacing around my kitchen I'm like do I press like post do I do I not like do I just erase it all and like not do it or like I was so fucking scared Mm -hmm. um but I finally posted it and I didn't get any hate on it thank fucking god and I got a lot of positive feedback and I was like oh okay like Cool. yeah that feels nice. Mm You know, like I just shared and people were like, thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. So that was like the first big post. And yeah, I will always remember how fucking terrified I was. But yeah, I mean, I've definitely gotten some hate since then. So
0: I know. It's like (laughs) the more you show up, the more people can like come across your stuff, the more people that can hate on it. But I feel like a lot of the time the hate is like, Either from people really close to us or people who just like have no idea mm-hmm. who we are or what we're sharing about. And they're like, this is annoying. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And uh,
1: I think my biggest fear with it was not so much somebody commenting on it and saying something mean, but somebody saying shit behind my back mm-hmm. to like somebody else that mm-hmm. I know. Like, you know, my coworkers or like my family members, the people that I know are judgmental, but they would never say it to my face. Mm-hmm. Those were the people
0: I was most worried about. Yeah. Well, because then they're the people that you have to see too. Mm-hmm. And you're like, cool, you're not supporting me. <laughs> you're going to talk shit about me. Or you hope that they don't do that. But it's like you kind of tell yourself that that's what people are going to do. Yeah. Before we go into like um, all of the fears
1: associated with it, do you want to tell like kind of how you first got into deciding to show up on social media in the way that you do?
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, for me, it really just started when I wanted to pay forward the results I had gotten like with my workouts and stuff like that. So for me, I knew to be successful with that. I kind of had to share my transformation, the things that I struggled with and, and insecurities and stuff like that. And it's definitely evolved for me over time because I don't really showcase like my insecurities with my body anymore because I think that there's a certain way to do that. But because I had started showing up that way and getting more comfortable with sharing online, when I had decided to stop drinking, it was most of you listening probably know it was because I saw somebody else share online and it inspired me to take a look at my relationship with alcohol. But when I started or when I stopped drinking, it took me like six months to actually decide to share that. So I don't know. I mean, it was absolutely terrifying, but it was kind of the same thing as you as I came back to this matters, this made a difference for me and I need to pay it forward too. So I love that, that we
1: both like felt like we had the urge to pay it forward.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that that's, I mean, I would say that that's probably what the majority of people online are doing is is sharing like the hard shit relating to people and just letting people know like you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And I I love social media for that too. It's like a domino effect, you know, like you
1: see somebody else post about something terrible, like let's say like somebody has a miscarriage and they Mm -hmm. share about it publicly and you may have just had a miscarriage. And you're dealing with all these emotions and shit that you don't know who to talk to about or like do anything about. And you see this person's post and you're like, oh my God, I feel so seen and like Mm -hmm. validated and like, you know, that person is going through the same shit I'm going through, but they're okay. Like they're, you know, showing that they're going to, that they made it through. Yeah. That means that I can make it through, Mm -hmm. hopefully, you know, and you just get this inspiration and then hopefully you have the domino
0: effect of where you're like, well, shit, maybe I should share mine, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, and it's interesting because there's also a fine line with it too. When it comes to sharing on social media, sometimes you feel this pressure to have this lesson, this big thing that you've learned or this big thing that you can teach based on (laughs) your experience. That's so true. Yeah. And I, I, we talk a lot about like showcase the shit, like be real. And so I just want to point out like you don't always have to have like a big lesson. I think that it's important to focus on your message mm-hmm. and the intention with why you're sharing. But also you don't have to share shit while you're in the middle of the mess. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like you didn't share a couple weeks ago about CODA mm-hmm. because it's like you were like, this is too messy. I need to sit with this. I need to feel through it. So I don't want somebody to be like, I have to share right away. I think it's kind of when you've learned something, you can share the lesson, but then you can also share your experience.
1: Yeah. Not to say though, that you don't have to share if you can in the middle of it. Like I have actually follow a few people that have chronic illness and they will literally film themselves when they are like puking into the toilet and like they're talking on their Instagram story
0: while they're like shitting their brains out and I'm just like wow but the only value in that (laughs) real value is the connection it's the realness it's showing somebody else hey you're not alone like I'm struggling too yeah and it's like I'm not good at
1: showing up in that way like I definitely when I'm in the thick of it I retreat and that's just how I process things and that's fine like it's not a bad thing that I'm not sharing my story the same way that that other person's sharing their exactly. story but like more power to you if you want to record the messy shit like that because literally yeah literally <laughs> because people like me see it and they're like oh my god like Thank you, you know, because I was just doing that two hours ago Mm -hmm. in silence and nobody knew and struggling. But here you are being like, this is just fucking part of life.
0: Yeah. Making me feel less lonely. Well, and on social media, I feel like we get so accustomed to seeing perfect aesthetics, Mm -hmm. thinking everybody has it together, their house is always clean, their relationships perfect. And you know, it's far from perfect. And, All of this. So it is very refreshing to see that shit.
1: And I did like how you said that you don't have to have like a lesson or something in order to post because I know that's also something I still struggle with is I feel like every time I post I need to be like giving this big speech Mm -hmm. that's gonna like help somebody. So inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like Dude, literally nothing happened the last three days of my life. I've literally been laying in bed the last three days of my life. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to post? But I just feel this, like, pressure to post because I have this pressure to show up. And so then I, like, I try to make, like, you know, like a lighthearted, like, funny type post at that point because I still want to show up for people because I...
0: I'm here. yeah I'm alive. Like
1: Yeah, I want people to know that, like, I'm still here type thing. Um not that I have to, but I just like doing that. But then I'll just like post some like cheesy caption and I'll feel like a fucking failure. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why did I even post this? This is so pointless. But at the same time, I'm like, who fucking cares? Like if I want to post a, fucking funny photo with a funny Mm -hmm. caption, I'm allowed to do that because this is my fucking social media platform.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was just talking to Dustin about that yesterday is that pressure that you put on yourself to post. And I find when it's that time of the month for me, I get very uncreative. Mm -hmm. I recluse and, and then I feel this pressure to have this amazing content and I'm not showing up. And, and then I'm like, I feel guilty for not providing all of this value and it's, it's kind of this weird place to be in, because because we have kind of taken on that role of showing up and sharing our yeah. lives. But it's also important to kind of take a step back and not put the pressure on yourself and realize that, that taking the time away and the realizations, like giving yourself time to have that, you're going to be able to show up with more value when you can. But that's one of the biggest things I struggle with mm-hmm. is that damn pressure yep. to show up every single freaking day. It's tough. What are, um, I
1: was going to say, we should talk about, like, what are our biggest fears when it comes to telling our story, just in general, like a little list for people so that um, it's easier for people to retain this. Um, I obviously said, like, one of my biggest fears is just being judged, like, Mm -hmm. and talked shit about behind my back for my posts. Yeah.
0: No. 100%. I totally, totally agree. I think I have a
1: couple that are, like, pretty similar because I also have, like, not being accepted as a big fear um but i think that comes from i think that can go a couple different ways because there's posting about you know being sick i almost take that as like i can if i post publicly about that somebody will not accept me say like a family member or a friend because i am sick but Mm -hmm. then there's also the side of it where like this people on instagram that i'm actually trying to reach which are other people who are sick Mm -hmm. might not accept me either because of my story maybe being different from theirs so like there's so many different pressures and there's so many different ways that you can fucking psych yourself out Mm -hmm.
0: about it (laughs) well that's very relatable too for me because one of my biggest fears has been Especially when it came to the very first post that I did about not drinking, I was afraid of what assumptions people would make about me. Yeah. Would people think I was... I had just checked into rehab and just gotten out of rehab and now I'm out and I'm like, I'm sober. Not that there is anything wrong with that, but that wasn't my experience. So I just worried what like preconceived Mm -hmm. ideas people might have, but also like you just mentioned kind of getting the judgment from the community inside, like the chronic illness community. That's something I really struggle with as well with the sober community is is my story valid to share? Is, am I taking up space? Are people going to judge me for sharing my story? And I've had that experience before too. So also the fact that I just shared that I'm Cali sober, Mm -hmm. like I was so fucking (laughs) scared. I was so scared. You are the only reason that I did that. Like Jessica talked me into it and it was, it was cool. We could have the conversation, but
1: yeah, I feel like I pressured you definitely a little
0: you, little didn't, <laughs> you didn't pressure me, but there were a couple of things that had happened, and it was just nice to be able to like get your perspective yeah. on it and have you. You were like, if you're afraid to share because you're going to get criticized you're just going to be scared forever, basically. Yeah,
1: well, that's one another thing that's super important to know to the people listening who might want to be sharing their story is no matter how you share your story, no matter what your story is, there's going to be people that don't agree with it. There's going to be people that might comment and say mean things. And it's just like, what I always try to remember is like the people that are saying mean comments to me and like disagreeing with my shit they are projecting their insecurities. Mm-hmm. So like, I like try to, th- well, for an example, I will say this. Um, one of my other biggest fears about sharing my story publicly was um, losing friends over it, which mm-hmm. I did. And I come to find out one of the friends that I did lose over it. She was really upset that I was sharing my story publicly on Instagram don't know why because she never told me why (laughs) like
0: why are you taking this personal bitch don't
1: know why it fucking irritated her so much but it did and she basically you know was like i don't you know we like we just cut off the relationship neither of us wanted to deal with each other anymore and um i don't even know where the fuck
0: i was going well she projecting she was oh yeah, yeah okay so
1: she got really upset about it and i'm yeah i'm like why the fuck are you getting upset about it cut off the friendship months go by months and months and then I find out from a mutual friend that her and her husband is having issues with alcohol and so I'm like okay like they were clearly having issues of their own in their relationship well I know her because I've been friends with her for a while And I know she's not the type of person to talk about her problems. She's the type of person that hides them and lets everybody think that everything in her life is perfect. Mm. So my instant thought, I'm like, she was having shit going down in her relationship And here I am going through shit Mm -hmm. and being open and public about it. Mm -hmm. And that probably pissed her off because Mm -hmm. she was trying to fucking hide her issues. And she's like, oh, no, you ain't out here being truthful
0: with the world like
1: when Mm -hmm. I'm not.
0: (laughs) This just made me sad for the people that feel the need to hide and pretend their issues. Like pretend that they don't have shit. To a certain
1: extent, like it is
0: terrifying. But well, and you don't need to share everything. Obviously, I just don't. I just don't like the idea of feeling like you have to put on a certain Mm -hmm. facade for, for the internet when you're really struggling inside. Like I, I hate the idea. Or
1: even for your actual, like in real life friends and family, like she never told me that Mm -hmm. this was happening. Like, you know, nobody even really knew it was happening besides like one person. Yeah. Until that person told other people.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: it's like, why did she feel like she couldn't tell me, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, why didn't she reach out to somebody? Why couldn't she use those outlets rather than just like try to deal with that shit on her own? She yeah. didn't have to do that. Mm-mm. Yeah, I would have been there for her. Not anymore, but I would have been.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's kind of wild how all that happened. But
1: um, And yeah, another fear is definitely obviously just the trolls on the internet in general. Yeah.
0: And we've... (laughs) You can't escape them. Yeah. I feel like you've gotten more trolls than I have. (laughs) But I feel like it's because you definitely take risks more than I do. (laughs) (laughs) For sure.
1: My... Okay. So majority of my trolls have came from my sexy pictures Mm -hmm. I've posted on Instagram. I will say that.
0: And talk about (laughs) projections of insecurity. (laughs) Like...
1: So I, this like this is we can just roll right into this because I'm going to bring it up anyways. But like this is something that still happens to me. Like just the other day, Haley was like, you should make this real of this. Like, you know, it's like a sexy TikTok tock. The bus thing it to, thing. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Bus it song. And I've like I've been wanting to do that, but like I haven't done it because I'm like it's kind of too sexy. I don't want to like offend anybody. But you were like you should do it, and so I'm like fuck it, I'll do it. So I did it, and then like I felt like after I posted it, I felt like I was like, nauseous for like three hours because I'm just waiting for the haters. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, luckily, I don't yeah. think I got any. Um, until someone listens to this and decides to go be a hater. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I don't think I got any hateful comments, but I've gotten hateful comments for sexy pictures before. I have never posted a nude to Instagram. Like, Mom. I just don't understand how you can post a bikini picture on a tropical vacation and nobody hates on it's you no for it. no big deal. Yet you can post a picture in a Calvin, Calvin Klein sports bra and everybody freaks the fuck out. I know. It's absolutely I'm insane. I'm like pretty sure my Calvin Klein sports bra actually covers more mm-hmm. than my fucking triangle Yeah, these are bikini. um
0: these are like boy shorts, <laughs> not a fucking thong bikini. Yeah.
1: It makes no sense. No,
0: I really do feel like uh, for a lot of people, for women, that that probably stems from insecurities. At least I know in the past when I have felt that way about what I see other women post online, it is 100% because I'm insecure as yeah. hell in myself. So yeah,
1: definitely. And I just think like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not the most confident person in the world. There's definitely like, I've come across images of hot women on the internet and been like, I can't. Like, you're too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. But most of the time, it's because I'm on my period and I'm bloated as fuck. And, and you're I'm like, feeling this like bitch a is sexy. Fat piece of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, with fucking pimples on my uh, face, pissed off, eating a chocolate bar.
0: But that's it, <laughs> that that in itself to me shows why it's so important to show real things online because there is so much of this comparison Mm -hmm. she's got a perfect life a perfect body and then we're sitting at home like staring at our phone you can see like your double chin (laughs) in the camera you're like eating ding-dongs in bed and you're like this bitch is hot like Isn't that the best when
1: you open up your camera to take an Instagram story and it's on the selfie? Oh, my gosh. And you're gosh. just like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's horrifying. Who is that?
0: There's this one girl. She posted a compilation because every time she opened her camera, she would take a photo. And she posted a compilation one time. And it was hilarious. That is amazing. Yeah, it was I great. love her for that.
1: Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I, like, I still deal with it. I still deal with the panic that comes across or that like happens when you do share something and I will like retreat for like a few days sometimes and be like, I can't handle social media. This is too much. Like I'm feeling way too judged, way too much pressure. And it sucks because I get so much positive feedback Mm -hmm. from the shit that I do on social media. But all it takes is one mean comment to just throw me off the rails Mm -hmm. and like just make me rethink everything. Oh, Totally. Yeah. And I just have to be like, Jessica, get your fucking shit together. Like this is one person versus like a thousand people that just said that they were thankful for everything mm-hmm. that you just did. Like, look at the fucking ratio. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck over it. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know? That actually brings me into one of the things that I want to suggest, because if you're listening to this episode and you're like, you guys are making it sound really scary <laughs> still. <laughs> you're like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. One thing that I would suggest is actually every time maybe you get a message or a nice comment or something from somebody who who is like thank you for sharing this this really helped me your story means so much i screenshot those messages and i have a folder on my phone called words of affirmation so if if i'm in need of it i can just open up the folder and read all of the messages that people have sent me that show that what i'm doing makes an impact and for me that's that's why i show up so it really kind of helps Helps me feel a little bit better about it. That's the cutest thing I've ever
1: heard. Yeah. I did not know that you did that. Yeah. Now I might have to steal that idea because I really (laughs) like that.
0: Well, it is helpful because you're right. It's so easy to focus on the one comment. And I'm not saying that this is going to make that go away, especially because if the comments are from friends like you've experienced before or family members, it's really hard, Mm -hmm. but it is really reinforcing to just remember why you're doing it and that it does make a difference. So
1: um let's share like some of the reasons that we have decided to show up and that we have decided to share um obviously those have probably kind of already came out in conversation but um i do know that like my number one reason that i share is to connect with others who are struggling with the same shit that i am mm-hmm. you know to find other people so that i feel less alone
0: um so that somebody else can feel less alone yep you know nah. That's a huge one for me, too, because when it comes to like not drinking or you having your chronic illness, I'm not necessarily going to understand what you're going through and you might not necessarily understand what I'm going through. So being able to connect with other people, it just helps support you in it. But another thing for me is really just knowing that somebody else hearing my story can be can be a connection point for them and help them kind of question their own relationship with alcohol. That's the biggest thing for me because I needed somebody else to validate how I was feeling and give me permission. So ultimately, that's my goal is to tell my story of when I was drinking like like I was and kind of how things are now. So yeah,
1: you get to offer advice. You get to help people find solutions to like the problems that they're dealing with.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I also like to use it as just honestly an outlet to just show up as authentically as I possibly can and also to show up as creatively as I possibly can like I feel like my Instagram feed is my diary
0: Mm -hmm. and like
1: I can't fucking sit down and write in a diary every day I don't know about you guys but that is fucking hard on my hands my hands (laughs) feel hurt after that Like it's much
0: easier to just fucking do an Instagram post. (laughs) It's true. I never really thought about it like that because it is kind of like, like now that I think about my time hop, I can look back for years and be like, this is what I was doing last year Mm -hmm. or see when I shared about, I just saw today something I shared a year ago about what I was struggling with on my alcohol free journey. And it's just kind of nice. To see how far you've come yeah and i was thinking
1: about it last night i'm like what an outlet social media is for creative people Mm -hmm. like your instagram feed is whatever you make it Mm -hmm. into and you're very creative and like that is just there's literally you literally can do anything you want with it how is that not so fun and so amazing you can literally i mean For some
0: people, that would definitely be overwhelming. Is that overwhelming to you? It overwhelms me (laughs) that there is so much that can be done. I'm like, okay, so how the the hell do I do it? I mean, I do like that there's options, obviously.
1: Yeah, I just think it's it's a cool thing to have. Um, Mm -hmm. And I mean, at the same time, you can even keep your Instagram private. So it can be a private thing, too. Mm I
0: haven't done that in so long. Neither have I. Sometimes I'm scared of who might come across my profile. That's one thing I fear. Like whose explore page am I going to pop up in or whatever? And then are they going to come like hate on me? You know, like someone from high school or something like that. Those fucking
1: people from high school, you got to watch out for them.
0: (laughs) Uh, There was actually a quote that I read. I just read a book called 13 Things Mentally Strong Women Don't Do, which I think we have shared in a podcast episode before, Um, but she just said that being vulnerable will help you build strength, and the stronger you become, the more confident you'll be in your ability to take emotional risks. I like that. It's incredible. And she also just pointed out really how sharing your story won't just help you, but it might also help someone else who is just beginning their journey, Mm -hmm. which is kind of where we started this episode. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I like that. And I guess my
1: only quote for you guys is that 50% of the people in this world will like you. 50% of the people won't like you.
0: <laughs> well, when it <laughs> comes to social media, we give so many people access to us. It's like, why would we even assume that every single person that comes across us is going to like us Mm-mm. when we don't even like every single person we come across? Exactly. Like, I probably won't like you. I mm-hmm. don't I don't need you to like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't like me because I probably don't like you. I don't want to talk to you, bitch. Please don't like me. I'm just kidding. Oh my God. I'm way nicer than that. I promise.
1: <laughs> uh, um, I'd be interested to hear from the people listening to this episode. If you found this helpful, um, if you are somebody that maybe it takes the leap to share your story after listening to this, please let us know because that would be awesome. We would love to, you know, share your posts, comment on your post, and give you all the love in the world for taking that leap.
0: Yeah. And I will say too, if you're looking for a little bit more clarity on how you may be able to share your story or what pieces of your story you want to share or what lessons you're learning, feel free to talk it over with somebody in your life. I love to talk things over with Jessica. That's how I found the courage to share about being Kelly sober. I talk things over with my husband just to get that clarity before I like dive in and also to have the support while I'm doing it. So. We believe in you. We'll support you. Mm-hmm. Send us your posts. We'll like them. We'll share them.
1: We've 100% got your back. We
0: Unless are, you're
1: sharing about something like really weird that I don't believe in that I might not. But <laughs> this is true. But at the same time, I won't hate on you for it. Yeah. So that's important. That's an important lesson. You literally do not have to hate on somebody for something that they post. Just keep scrolling.
0: That is. I feel like mic drop. <laughs> should we head out at that? Like, <laughs> thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you <laughs> next guys. time.